Now, in the stress list this morning, my guest is the mayor of Bend. It's uh, Melanie Keebler in studio this morning. Melanie, good morning. Good morning, Frank. Thank you so much for being here today. Appreciate mm-hmm. that. So how was the uh, the fourth? Uh, maybe not for you personally, but for citywide <laughs> events uh yeah i had i had a good weekend and i hope most people in town did too um especially the pet parade there was i think double the number of people that were there last year wow um but i did ask our our police and fire department to just give me a a heads up on how it went and i think um especially because of the proactive messaging and the increased patrolling by our police officers after there was some underage drinking and other things that were happening last year they said this year went a lot better um they were out there in the community they were there telling teens nope you can't come in the park and drink and we're going to hold you accountable and they did give out some minor in possession tickets and uh, as well as some dui arrests over the weekend and made um 82 traffic stops which is a lot yeah the uh uh, they add more officers than they normally do in past years. Right. They had 20 extra officers, including um, some of the uh, supervising officers that might normally kind of sit in the office while they're supervising the shift. They went out and walked the streets and helped make sure that people knew what the rules are and that they were staying safe. So really grateful for that extra work, as well as our fire department that's always standing by uh, when we eventually set the butte on fire, which happened again this year. <laughs> it's a rich tradition. <laughs> it's a rich tradition. That's what you need to call it. Yeah. A rich tradition. Right. Um. The, uh, the can you explain to me what the freedom ride is because that seems to where a lot oh, of these young people. Well, I actually uh, participated in some of the original versions of the f- freedom ride, which was really supposed to be a fun event. Get together, ride your bikes through downtown, come back to the park and have like a barbecue and hang out. That's how it started. Um, and what it's devolved to is, if you saw the article in the paper, people these kids don't bring bikes. They, they're this. They're the party. Like they're not there to actually do an event. So I think our police just wanted to make sure everyone saw them there visually their presence and, and that they weren't going to let um, any of that happen. So I heard from our police department, some kids walked up, saw the police there, turned around and went home. So <laughs> I think it was effective. <laughs> a visual, you know, visual deterrent, not mm-hmm. a bad thing. It's kind of like, I'd, I'd like to get a poster in front of my house. Just one of those big, tall photos of a radar gun. I'm holding a radar gun. That would be great. Um, all right, let's uh, talk a little bit about something that's made the news and it's been a long time coming, the Hawthorne Avenue overcrossing. Explain yes. what that is, first of all. So this is part of the Midtown Crossing study, uh, initial study that was funded by the transportation bond that voters voted in in 2020. And what we found was um, we needed investment on Franklin undercrossing, Greenwood undercrossing, and then the idea for a pedestrian and bike overcrossing on Hawthorne in the middle of the Bend Central District that would connect it to our downtown. Um, and we could have a kind of pedestrian bike tr- corridor all the way from Juniper Park all the way down to Drake Park. So we we're really excited this past week that we received a nearly $20 million federal grant, um, part of the infrastructure laws that, that the Biden administration and the Congress have put forward. Um, it's called a RAISE grant, and that is going to supplement our budget as well as $5 million that's been allocated in the state budget as well. And we're really thankful to our state legislators and our federal delegation for helping us bring that win home for Bend. It's going to let us get move move forward on this project and start to get it designed and see it actually happen. So that's not going to be total cost though, this money that's been raised so far. No, we've got some we've got some previous money um, that we had allocated and we're going to be talking about this more at our July 19th city meeting, city council meeting. So anyone who's interested can tune in. We're going to get an overview from staff about now that we've gotten this money, what are the next steps and what the timeline is. Now to be able to create that, that's that's pedestrians and bikes only, right? Correct, yes. And go across town, it would go over the parkway? Right, over the parkway, over the railroad, which is our big divider in town. And really, um, I think can be an iconic part of Bend. 
Wow, it's going to be very interesting to see. Yeah. Any kind of a, as we're just getting started, just starting to get the money together, how many years out do you think we are? Yeah, I mean, several years out. And first you have to start with design and you want to have community input on that and, and see what's actually feasible there. We've done a little bit of that work already, but we need to nail that down. We need to work with our partner ODOT because we're going over the parkway. Um, and with the railroads, and sometimes the railroads uh, can be very slow in granting permits and things like that. So we'll see. It's, it's definitely a few years out, but really excited to get that moving forward. Um, speaking of transportation and bikes, we see e-bikes all over the place these days. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and we really unfortunately had um, a fatality that occurred with a, with a crash um, a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, council made a statement about that, that our hearts go out to the family of that young man. And also to the community that's affected by seeing something like that happen. And we've heard a lot from people that are concerned about um, safety for people on bikes and the proliferation of some of these faster e-bikes. So we are planning to, and led by Councilor Perkins and Representative Emerson Levy, have um, a leadership conversation with schools, parks, city council, police, um, to talk about this a little bit more. It's it's not only the the faster e-bikes, it's what is our bike infrastructure look like, how are cars understanding what the rules are, as well as as kids riding e-bikes. But um, our police department has tried to do some more education about you need to be 16 to ride an e-bike, you need to wear a helmet, you're not supposed to ride on a sidewalk. Um, There there is some vagueness in the law. The technology has sort of gone beyond what our laws are around around e-bikes. So I think Representative Levy is looking into if there's any state law fixes we need to do. But I think um, this really galvanized a lot of folks to continue our work on making it safe for people to bike and bend. Yeah, the uh, uh, population of, of, of those who cycle, whether e-bikes or regular, it just seems to be increasing. Yeah, I, we uh, saw there was an article in the bulletin about um, increased calls to our fire department, and those can be anything from I fell over on my bike and got injured to I had a close call with a car or there was an accident. So um, it's definitely something that we've taken seriously ever since I was elected in 2020, and things like the Hawthorne Overcrossing, the Bend Bikeways that we've just approved getting the first two parts of that, uh, first two north-south and east-west routes finished in the next couple of years um, is about making those safe ways for people to get around town, and we need to also educate people what the rules are and make sure people are being safe. Occasionally I see signs uh, down in the Old Town part about a, a greenway. Yeah. What is that? A neighborhood greenway is where we take sort of a slow, lower traffic street um, and designate that as a place that bikes and people walking can use, and we'll put speed bumps or other traffic calming um, and indication that that's a street that bikes can use um, and as opposed to some of our main arterials or things like that to get around town. And we've got a, a little bit of a network of those going. Cars parked on both sides of a narrow street is a pretty effective way to slow things down there. Though. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that tends to slow, slow things down. I know there's a street I go down near my, my kids' daycare where it's narrow enough that you, you have to slow down and make sure you can both pass. And that just is better for people um, walking and biking, too, because then everyone's going slower. Over on uh, Industrial Way, Lava Road by the Box Factory, there's a lot of construction going on. I just learned the name of it. It's the Jack Straw Development. Yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about that as I see things going on? Yeah, that is a really exciting part of town right now. Um, That is where we're seeing this sort of old industrial area transform and is going to become more of a mixed-use residential and commercial area. So the Jack Straw development, for example, is one where there's going to be um, commercial, you know, retail on the first floor and then housing above that. Um, and that's going to be, that's the first of several developments that are coming in there. We also approved the Timber Yards master plan that's right next to that. It's a big open lot that's going to be developed into 
um, you know, thousands of homes as well as a hotel and commercial um, and urban park. So there's a lot of exciting things happening down there um, near that Market of Choice box factory area. And I'm excited to see what, what comes out of it. Yeah, 313 units, uh, 400 and some parking spaces Yeah, in, in the jack straw. Yeah, it's going to be definitely a very walkable um, sort of more urban neighborhood, and that's exactly what we want to see in that central part of our town. That um, is one of our opportunity areas called the Corpine Opportunity Area, and it's right next to that Bend Central District and the Midtown area, which we're also hoping to see that type of development in moving forward. All right. Well, it's going to be a month before I see you again. What's on your calendar? Yeah, so I think I want to highlight the the next city council meeting is July 19th, and it's going to be a big one. We're having a quarterly update, so we're going to have a lot of good update on uh, some of our goals from our staff. We are also um, going to show off outside City Hall our new um, engagement and outreach trailer. So this is actually a trailer that can go around to different neighborhoods. And um, they've got city staff can staff it. It's got fun things. It's got a booth, right? Um, and we're going to have that open for the public to check out um, outside the city council meeting. And I think council is going to come out and have dinner out there. So I encourage people to come down and check that out. And hopefully we'll see that popping up around town. All right. Very good. Ben Mayor Melanie Keebler, my guest this morning here at KBND. Melanie, thank you so much. Thanks, Frank. Nice to see you. Yeah. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.